Welcome to On the Road to Freedom. We're in gorgeous botanical gardens in Fort Worth, Texas. We're so happy that you joined us today. Why don't you text two friends, let them know that we're on. We'd love the opportunity to encourage them in the Word of God. And today we have part two of the special message that my honey gave. He is my favorite preacher at the Lord of Hosts Church with our dear friends, pastors Hank and Brenda Kuhneman. So I know you're gonna enjoy it because it's the truth. And John 8, 31, 32, Jesus said, if you will continue in the word, then you truly are my disciples and you will know the truth and the truth will make you free. So we believe today that as you continue to watch part two of this truth of God's word, it's gonna set you free and free indeed. If you missed part one, check it out on demand at mylan.org. So let's get ready. We're headed into part two right now. I joined the army when I got out of high school, 1962. I was what they call gung-ho in the army. I don't know if some of you military folks know what I'm talking about, but they were training us. They were preparing us. It was peacetime in 1962, but they prepare you when you go into service for war. I mean, my peacetime job was I was the colonel's orderly. I drove, I drove his Jeep for him whenever he wanted to go. I washed it for him. I, did, I was like a gopher, you know, just whatever the colonel wanted. And, uh, and, and I typed his morning reports. Can you imagine how masculine? I joined the army to be a man, and they taught me to type. And by the way, they shaved my head, which is really rude. Man, made me wear green underwear, man. But in the, in the army, you know, they're, they're trying to prepare you for war like a pilot, a pilot, but, but Kenneth Copeland goes every year and retrains on how to fly his plane. And the whole time he's there, here's what they're doing. They try to get him in there and get him relaxed. He's flying along. And then they have a circumstance that if he doesn't know what to do and do it quickly, that plane would have gone down. Now, they're just in a trainer, but it'll crash if he doesn't know what to do. So they constantly bring him emergencies until if he ever has one in the air, he knows what to do and he can do it quickly. Uh, Sean, can you come here for a second, please, sir? I met my friend here, Sean, uh, coming in a while ago, and he looks, he looks like the kind of guy I wanted to grow up and be, so I asked him to come up here for just a second. I'm glad he's on my... That's Yeah, 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 I love that. Uh You like that? (laughs) Now, this guy, now, he has been trained for problems. He's got a great attitude. He can hang with anybody, have fun in church, enjoy the service, full of the Lord, loves Jesus, but he's ready if there's a problem. Now listen to me, people. When the problem starts, you can't sit down and cry and call 911. Mama, this ain't fair. Get in touch with the prayer line. Oh, Jesus. No, you better be ready. We ain't messing around. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. Paul said, Paul said, we're not shadow boxing here. This is the real thing. Mike Tyson said, every fighter that ever fought him had a plan and a strategy to whip him until he hit him in the mouth. 
and their plans went right out the window. Now the devil is as aggressive and evil and he's been, he's been hurting people and killing them and stealing their lives and their joy and their peace and their health for thousands of years and he's good at it. He never plays fair. When I was sitting there in training, basic training in 1962, I would be sitting in some of those classes and they'd be teaching this thing, which, you know, if you're on patrol, then every guy has a different job. And one guy had a BAR, a, 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 an automatic rifle. And one guy had uh, different things that they had to carry, but everybody was dependent on each other. One guy basically had the radio to communicate with the rest of the forces. But if he got hurt, we're all in trouble then you don't know where everybody else is and you can't get help when you need it. So everybody in the army is dependent on each other. So it's important. You want to be in a group of people if you have to go to war. Now, if you're just typing up morning reports and driving a Jeep around, this is not that important. If you're just sitting in church on Easter Sunday, what you're studying here today is not that important. But if all hell breaks loose at your house and it's spiritual warfare, and the devil himself is trying to kill you. And he sends the spirit of fear to attack you and to confuse you. And those things happen. It ain't time to be religious. It ain't time to be a... Come on now. You should see what a lot of Christians do when the, when the t attack comes. And the devil just eats her lunch. Now listen, that's not the will of God. You know... Uh, an analogy I like that I think helps people to understand is, you know, if you're seven feet tall, I like basketball, so this is a, a fun analogy for me. If you're seven feet tall and you got big hops and you can go up and dunk on anybody anytime you want to, playing ball is really fun. But if you little fat white kid and you can't dribble and you can't shoot, <laughs> you can't even hit the backboard, ball, you get dunked on all day, ball ain't that much fun. <laughs> right? Well, listen, if you're a Christian and the devil is eating your lunch every day and pushing you around and you're discouraged and you're afraid and you, listen, being a Christian is miserable. And I know, I mean, I'm a minister. The miserable Christians communicate with me. <laughs> I read their Facebook stuff and they're there. Their DMs and their, you know what I mean? I don't know all the IT words for it, but they got ways of sending us information and you should hear the problems. And I mean, I cannot tell you how many times I type in a scripture and say, here's what Jesus said. And they'll argue. Well, why didn't that work for me? And, and it's really not fun. And I've done it a couple of times and, and just opened a can of worms, but you have to tell them, you have to believe that God is honest. If you think God's a liar, you're never going to please him. He said, if you honor me, I'll honor you. Listen, there is not one, if there's one lie in the Bible, then God's a liar. But there's not one lie in the Bible. Anything, there. There's over 7,000 promises in the word of God. And you know what God's going to say if you decide to stand on one of them? Yes and amen. He's never said no to one of those promises. He's never said no. 
No one's ever come to Jesus and said, please come into my heart. I believe you're the son of God and I want to walk with you and I want to live for you and I want to be like you and I don't want to sin anymore. I want to change for you. And God said, you know what? It's been a stormy Monday. (laughs) And I've just been, maybe my hormones are a little off today. And you know, I just... No, people, yes and amen is the answer. Who wants to walk with God? Because you can, and, there, and, and if you don't, don't blame it on God. Christianity is about changing for Jesus. How many of you know God's the same yesterday, today, and forever? He's never going to change. How many of you know the devil ain't getting saved this month? Well, if God's not going to change and the devil's not going to change and you want things to get better, guess who's got to change? Now, praise God. Praise God. Now, when we come to the house of God, we're coming in here to find out what to do when the devil attacks so that we can protect our family, protect ourselves, and protect our part of the kingdom. You have an assignment from God. If you're a Christian, you are anointed to accomplish something that no one else can accomplish. And the anointing that is on your life is so specific and your job is so important to the rest of the people. When I was in the army, I, one day I was sitting, we were in a class. I remembered this uh, a couple of days ago. We were in a class where they were teaching us how to throw a hand grenade. So Sarge is up front. Man, Sarge, he's a rough guy. He had gone through Korea. This is 62. This is before Vietnam. But this guy was in Korea and he was mad about it. He had seen a bunch of stuff that was hard. He probably, we didn't have, nobody had coined afraid. PTSD yet. So I'm sure this guy had a double dose and he definitely was not. If you heard his vocabulary, he was not in the kingdom we're in yet. I hope he is now, but then he was a character man. And he, he, he cussed everything and everybody. And, but he was up there teaching us how, and you're behind a barricade and there's this old tank that's been out of commission for years and they throw hand grenades at it every day in class. And, and so you're behind this barricade and they teach you how to, you know, you undo this thing and you throw it. And if you don't, if you do it right, everything's cool. You can look through this glass thing and watch it blow up the tank. It's pretty cool. But there is a hole, a big hole, and it gets smaller at the bottom. In case anything goes wrong and you don't get the grenade over the barrier, you want that thing to go down in that hole and blow up that. You do not want to blow up with it. (laughs) And people have blown up with it by just simply being doofuses. So I'm sitting there and this guy's teaching us how to throw live grenades and I'm looking around and there's guys, I'm not making this up, asleep. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I don't want to be in the trenches with this guy. If war breaks out, please, Lord, send him somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> and yet, what's that about? Well, basically the guy was just being religious. He wasn't getting ready for the real Christian walk. He was just playing army, but that's like playing church. And the people who are doing it don't know they're doing it. Nobody would do it intentionally. When Jesus said, if you continue in my word, you'll know the truth. 
Now, if we take that and break it down just a little bit, if we have to continue, then we don't know it all yet. Which means we still have some deception in our life. Now, if we want to get proud and think, oh, I got this, that goes before a fall. Not sometimes, every time. So I don't want to do that. I've, I've got, I, you know, I got my knees cleaned up now and got me a new pair of pants. But I have fallen too many times. I don't want to go there. So I need to simply humble myself and constantly know I need to diligently keep seeking. When God called me to teach his word, I was in a band. It's all I'd ever done. I was 17 when Elvis cut that tune. I got out of the army, Johnny Cash. People started cutting my song. All of a sudden, man, I mean, I had a band together. That band started uh, getting some gigs with bigger bands. And, and eventually we got signed to somebody that, was, that really had some, you know, the Who and the Stones and, and a lot of big bands. But they were people that, you know, the first time I met Elvis, I was 17. He was the biggest star in the world. I was impressed. <laughs> I'm just going to fess up right now. I grew up in a trailer. It was pretty cool to meet Elvis. But in 1980, I met God. Now, Dylan was cool. You know, George Harrison and Paul McCartney. And there's some guys that were interesting. But compared to God, there's nobody in God's category. You have to decide. And, I, and I'll submit this to you. If I may, I'll submit this to you because this is important. Prayer, oh man, we need to be people of prayer. Praise God, I encourage you to spend a lot of time in prayer. But I encourage you to spend more time reading the Bible. A relationship with God requires two-way conversation. When you read the Bible, that's God talking to you. Now, if you really want to have a relationship, I have a relationship with my wife, and it's a good one because I listen to my wife. <laughs> Smart boy. I listen. You try to have a relationship with somebody and you don't ever listen to them, you're in trouble. You're not going to have a relationship. And you're, if you're going to have a great relationship with God, yes, we need to talk to him. We need to tell him what's going on in our lives, but we need to let him do some of the talking. To be honest with you, we have the questions and he has the answers. It would really be better for us to let him do most of the talking. Hey guys, I'm so thankful that you joined us today. I hope you're learning something. We're really studying, seeking together. I uh, thank you for being with us on the program today. I want to talk to you just a second about the kingdom of God and about how to keep it first. We take the first fruits of all of our income and we invest it. He calls it the tithe. It belongs to God. And we invest it in places where we think it'll have a good return. And I hope that that's what God is telling you about this ministry. We're trying our best to make sure that, that we're not wasting any of God's money or any of yours that it is an investment that will make great returns for the kingdom of God. Amen. That it will create the kingdom in the hearts of men and women. There are multitudes, God calls them, in the valley of decision. And it's our job to get the word of God to them. 
And we do that as best we know how. We pack this 30 minutes with as much scripture as we can get in there. And we know that the Word of God will not come back void. It will make a difference. And you're going to see who you led to the Lord when you are part of this ministry. When you get to heaven, you're going to be glad you did. God bless you. We sure do love you. Thank you, Team Milan, for making this possible to us. Thank you so much. I love you. God bless you. Let me say this about religion. Religion can be good or bad, but uh, there is, Jesus said in the last days, and I personally believe, does anybody else believe these are last days? I believe that uh, because of what time it is on God's watch, time is shorter, things are being compressed. Religion is this. Jesus said in the last days, there will be some who have a form of godliness that deny the power thereof. To me, that's the best description of religion because you do not want to fight the devil without the power of God. And if you're going to live on this earth, you got to fight the devil sometime. And, it, and, and when he attacks, he, God said, if you resist the devil, he'll flee. For instance, if the doctors say, man, we looked under the telescope, we took your blood and you have these symptoms, so we studied your body and here's what it says, you got this and you're in trouble. You, you don't just go around telling by, well, the doctor said, I got cancer, I got cancer. No, that, that ain't resisting the devil. That's saying, thank you, Mr. Devil, for giving me cancer. I received that. Go tell all my friends, no, no. The Bible says resist the devil. No, what does, what does the word of God? God said, I sent my word and healed them. And I get to decide whether I'm one of them or not. And I am. He said, my word is life to those that find it and health to all their flesh. So if you get sick, it's time to load up on the word. I'd look up those scriptures where Jesus discussed what to do about health and sickness and disease, and I would do what he said. Now, he did something different every time. There's 19 miracles in the, in the four Gospels, but you can read what Jesus said and did about sickness and disease and how he fixed it. But you can, be, and that will build your faith. But while you're building your faith, you resist the devil by refusing anything that comes from him and only receiving what comes from God. Stay in agreement with what God's word says. Amen. Amen. And it'll keep you safe. It'll, it, will, uh, it will, first of all, honor God. By his stripes I was healed. Jehovah Rapha. Is my healer, my God, and his compassions, they do not fail. He is faithful to his word. Hallelujah. He said in, in Psalm 91, he said, with long life, I will satisfy him, the, the person who, who believes in me, who dwells in the secret place, who lives in my presence of the most high God. And King David said, the Lord is my refuge and my fortress. When something bad goes wrong, I run to him. I don't run to everybody else to pray and everybody else to the... I run to God first of all. He's my God. I put my total confidence and trust in him. Amen. So we are here to decide today how bad we want 
what God's offering us. Amen? Now, everybody got the same training. We're all studying the same Bible. The Word of God is a seed. And if you'll plant it in your heart, and, 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 and you have to start by planting it in your mind. When you first, the first time you read it or, or somebody's teaching it to you, your analytical skills, your comprehensive skills, they come into play for sure. You're thinking about how does that relate to me and how does the rubber meet the road at my house in this, you know, how, what, how do you use this? But if you keep meditating on it, Joshua said, he said, meditate on it day and night that you may observe to do. There's that being a doer of the word so that you're not deceived, that you may observe to do what's written therein. Then you'll make your way prosperous. Then you'll have great success. Who wants great success? Come on. I ain't talking about little success. Amazing success. Here's, it's simple. You can have it. There's no, God doesn't love anybody more than, he loves everybody the same. I'm going to read you one last scripture, Proverbs 3 and verse 5 and 6 in the, in, in the New King James says this, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding. In other words, get your mind renewed because it, if we continue in the word, we will get our minds renewed. We will have the mind of Christ. We will get the wisdom of God. And then, according to this, we'll stop leaning on our own understanding and we'll start doing things the way. Jesus said, I am the way. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Now, notice God is willing to direct your paths. How many of you know that if God directs your paths, you're going to have total success? God is not going to direct you to do something that's going to fail. Not one time. It's impossible. But the, the verse right before that is the one I want you to focus on right before we leave today. In all your ways, they're, they're your ways. We can blame it on the devil and our mother-in-law or our ex-wife. But he said, these are your ways. These are your choices. Deuteronomy 30, 19 says, I, I set before you my word, life and death, the blessings of the curse. But you get to choose. God's not choosing whether you get blessed. You are. You make a lot of choices every day. If you acknowledge him in all, all your ways, let me just bring up one example. How about your temper? I personally have known some Christians whose temper was just as bad and they've been Christians 40 years. Nothing's changed. If we sit in church Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and we don't change, we got religion. We're not getting ready for the battle. We're just sitting in church hoping osmosis will take over. We have to choose to be seekers and doers. I'm out of time. Say this with me. I've decided to be a seeker. A diligent seeker. Lord, I'm yours to command. I only have one desire. To know and do your will. With a good attitude. Mm. Thank you, Jesus.
Father, I lift up my precious brothers and sisters. And they are seekers, Lord. You know their hearts. We're asking you to help us. You said we could come boldly before the throne of grace. And we could find mercy when we need it and help in time of need. And Lord, we need your help. I do, sir. And I'm so thankful that I have your help, that you've never said no. I'm thankful that we can rest in your love, and we do. We praise you today for fixing the things where we missed it, Lord, for showing us the way and how to change today, how to change every day until we see you face to face. For your glory and for your honor, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Oh my goodness, honey, that was awesome. Awesome, oh, baby. Thank that, you. I remember that day. It's one of my favorite messages I have ever heard him preach. So I know that you were blessed today. Please let your friends know again about On the Road to Freedom. Take advantage of our new podcast that's free, where you can get On the Road to Freedom on the go. Get the word for the week when you're running your errands, when you're doing your chores, when you're at the gym. Check it out. Also, again, any episodes that you miss of On the Road to Freedom, they're available 24-7 on demand at mylan.org. So thank you for watching today. We want to encourage you to always stay in the Word because that will keep you on, on the, the road, road to, to freedom. freedom.